Welcome to Learning with Lisa, Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast with Lisa Navarra, award-winning educator, consultant, behavior specialist, author, and parent. This podcast provides support for school leaders, educators, and parents. We share and discuss evidence-based resources that are embedded in social and emotional learning to meet the needs of students who struggle focusing and learning. Teachers and parents find information and strategies to improve students' academic, behavioral, and social-emotional performance. It's time to turn kids from I can't into I can. Welcome to Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast. Today we have Amanda Owens, and she says, the mom factor is so real. Amanda, welcome. Hi, it's very nice to be here today, Miss Lisa. She's going to be talking to you about that mom factor and how it can influence being able to instruct your child during homeschool. So are you a parent who's interested thinking about or even homeschooling your child now? If so, this podcast is for you. So Amanda, what do you mean by that? Oh man, um, so mom factor, as I like to define it, is when, because you are mom and you wear that hat and that role, your child sees you as mom and therefore it can make it hard when you try to put on the teacher hat to be seen as the teacher role by your own children. What do you do when that happens? Like, what does it look like? Can you share a story with us? Even if it's a war yeah. story, we love war stories. Totally, totally, totally <laughs> can. So I'm a speech language pathologist by trade. So you would think like, you know, I can't have a late talker, right? No, no, no. I have a little guy who is uh, late in the talking department for a couple different reasons. And I, I realized, okay, I can't just do my normal mom thing. I got to get in here, dig into the nitty gritty, put on my SLP hat, you know, my teacher hat with a speech therapy tassel or something. And I, I got to teach him what I know to help him talk more better and i started bringing out that little teacher voice and he looked at me he started laughing with his little like toddler chuckle like <laughs> no and that's what he said he just looked at me snort laughed and said no and walked right away he just laughing the whole way just gone and i'm like that was it that was mom factor. I've been encouraging moms with mom factor my whole career. And here <laughs> I am looking at mom factor and it's adorable, but, oh. Now you're the victim <laughs> of go, it. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? What do you do? Oh, I think, I think honestly. Yeah. It takes some time to get a little meta, step back from the situation and go, okay. So I'm mom but I'm mom who's teaching. I can't necessarily completely switch because when you do one of those like about face, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, even though it's not like good cop, bad cop, it's just like mom, you versus teacher, you, you miss out on something. You're always mom. And when you, when you put on a facade of teacher mom, your kid's going to see that and they go, that's not who you are. And then boom, mom factor, it just can explode in your face. But thinking about who are you as mom when you're teaching? Who are you as mom when you are 
sharing the world to your child. I mean, we, we teach without realizing it. So how do we do that while being intentional while teaching? I think, I think that would be the biggest thing because the individual steps could look different for the, each child. The individual steps could look different for each parent because it's going to be your own flavor. Like my teacher voice is different than other teacher voices. My mom voice is different than other mom voices. We, we have our own stride. And so it's, it's just about finding in that role that, that facet of it, I think. Right. So that way your own child says, hmm, maybe I can learn something that I want to, maybe. even though it's mom. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is just another thing that mom does. Maybe this is just another thing that falls under the mom hat. I mean, we're always teaching about our life. So maybe this is just more of that. And so, what did it look like yeah. when, well, you're still home teaching, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we homeschool our four children. We have two that are actually in school, but we have one that's in therapy <laughs> with mom. Uh, obviously I do it myself. Um, and my husband is doing a lot as well because it's just so important when parents get involved. Um, but yeah, we, we home teach and it's, it's definitely a different hat. And so tell, walk us through your day and your curriculum. Like, what does it look like when you are teaching your own child? Um, well, it really just depends on the child. Um, I can draw from a lot of different experiences. I was homeschooled as well. My experience was very different from my own children. My children's uh, experience was very different from their dad's who was homeschooled um, in a combination by his sister and by his mom. Um, and I've known so many people who are um, I'm sure you're familiar with a cooperative, a homeschool cooperative where you go when you swap lessons. And so, you know, somebody else takes the mom factor for a moment and works with all the kids. And then, you know, you, you swap based on your interests. So like I was just talking to a mom um, earlier today who physics, she has a degree in physics. And so guess what she taught, <laughs> you know, yeah. when, when she was leading a co-op, she's like, yeah, I did math and sciences. The other moms did the other stuff. Um, so I think it's, I think it's interesting, you know, just finding your niche and it's different for every family. For, for us, um, we wake up in the morning and my husband has a list um, that's already started out. And um, my baby who uh, I taught to read, <laughs> miracle of miracles, right? We are always amazed when our children learn and grow. Sure. Um, my big guy, he, uh, he's, he's reading beautifully. And so he goes down his list and he goes, Oh, I'm supposed to do this next. Okay. And then he goes and he does the thing and we have to keep him in line from time to time. Like, Hey buddy, what you supposed to be doing right now? And he'd be like, Oh yeah, I, I did kind of bring Legos to the kitchen table. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, and then he'll go back to his work, but honestly, um, he's very, very independent. And then we spend time, uh, studying larger things like history together, science together. Um, and that, that happens more during the evenings um, or when we have days off, et cetera. We, we do year round schooling. Everybody's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, we, we go through the curriculums just step by step and do a lot of reading with our children so that we get a lot of generalization of their skills. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And being that you homeschool with your husband or maybe not exactly mm -hmm. at the same time, but with different yeah. subjects, how important is it for the two of you to communicate uh, how it's going with your child, because explain to the listeners yeah. how your schedule and partnership works with your husband and then the communication that follows with that. 
Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so for my husband and I's dynamic and just for our schedules, but mostly because of our dynamic, we have learned that we are really great about having a joint project, but dividing it up so that we're not touching each other's stuff. You know, we're both individually highly focused, um, uh, I'm going to say perfectionistic people. And so I like to go off and do my thing and really, really pursue it in my way. And he likes to go off and do his thing. So what we do is we kind of divide the responsibilities. Um, he does the, the math and the handwriting um, and uh, different kind of nucleus subjects like that. And then I do a lot of the reading and then experiential stuff. So the reading and the science and the culture and those kinds of things. Um, that's more of what we do. And we, we really honestly kind of like divide it up and kind of split it, which is a bummer because some of the beauty of homeschooling is being able to, um, show children how everything connects right. because you can, you can combine a lot of the subjects in beautiful yes. ways. Um, and that's something that we have communicated about and talked about doing more and more in the future as our children all get older. But for right now, since we have two itty bitties at home, I mean, we got the, the crazy toddlers that are, you know, markering on the walls still. Um, not often, but last night I most definitely got blue crayon off the floor. Ah, um, congratulations for that. <laughs> thank you. Magic I was like, this is why do we have me. tile. That's cool. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I love magic eraser. My office, when kids are like, let me see what this crayon does. And I'm like, oh, well, do you see? Magic eraser. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it so good? So oh, good. Bless the person who came up with that. Um, <laughs> but um, we've talked about how once they're a little bit older, it'll be better to do things as a family. But right now our children do really well with a little bit of one-on-one. -on -one a little yep. bit of one on two and then um, splitting subjects up. But a lot of families will do whole family unit studies. And then there's unschooling, which is um, very non-structured, no curriculum, et cetera. And um, we, we would call ourselves eclectic homeschoolers because we take from curriculum, but then we, we modify a lot. Um, our son would have been so bored if we would have kept him to the normal path and routine of things. He is zooming ahead, especially in math, but also starting to in reading as well. And so it just, it just lets him move at his own pace and, and our daughter will as well. So, yeah. How do you know where to modify? Where, how do you know where to get your materials? How's oh it? yeah. Oh yeah. That's a big one because there's so much out there. Right, Miss Lisa. There's so many great resources. Like you've there got are. wonderful resources. You you, you could make what you have into a beautiful um, resource for like the socio-emotional and you know executive functioning. How to like that's life skills Use right there. Like that's the good Amanda. stuff. <laughs> yes, like that's the stuff you really want to your kids to know. Like if they know the Antarctica is on one pole, you know, instead of the other, that's important-ish, but if they have executive functioning, if they have those life skills, they're going to be able to learn everything else they need to learn. So right, yeah, right, um, right. homeschooling, one of the beauties is you can, you can pick from anything. There are people who do logic and Latin in kindergarten. They wow. do that. Um, that's not quite us. Um, we um, have a, a math curriculum that we bought and it comes with, I love this. It, the part of the reason why we picked it is because we knew we have four children. We're going to have four completely different human beings. Um, so we wanted to buy a curriculum, at least that got them up to high school that has flexibility within it. And the woman who designed that, um, she made it so that there's, I think 
five different versions of her curriculum and each one follows a slightly different path and style of learning. Mm -hmm. And so we would be teaching the same concepts, mostly the same way, but in a slightly different path, depending on what our children need. So that's fantastic. But whenever our children hit a wall, that's when we worked to figure out a way around it, honestly. So. And talk to us about how you make sure that they're integrated socially. What are they involved in? in the community. Things oh, like that. that's a good one. Yep. You, oh, you, you, you must've practiced beforehand. Cause you're asking all the good questions. All Maybe good I'm questions. just that yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I think you are that good. You just are that good. You're perceptive and it's fantastic. Um, so this is a question homeschoolers get a lot. Um, and, and one of my first things is I know I'm socially awkward, but I was before I was homeschooled because I was homeschooled eighth grade on up. My oh, husband yes. is, <laughs> My husband is the most couth, the most socially savvy, like he's the guy, you know, the guy when you walk in a room and everybody's like, oh, that's, that's the guy. That's my husband. Um, even though he's quiet, he's the, he's definitely the, the, the pillar of usually his, his social groups that he's in. Um, but he was homeschooled the whole way. Um, social skills are, are in integration are a huge question that people ask homeschoolers sometimes accusatorily and sometimes because people are really curious like how do you do that and I think it's again different for every family that's one of the beauties of homeschooling is the fact that you can accommodate and you can individualize it's like a walking talking individualized education plan it's an IEP um because it can be different for each child for each family etc um for us what we like to do um, we like to be highly involved in our church um, during the summers, we get together with local homeschoolers. Um, we go to other churches' parties <laughs> just because we love meeting new people, me and my kids. Um, my kids do share some of my social anxiety, but we talk through it. We have time to process through it because they're not going from event to event to event. We have time to kind of defrag and go, wow, that was so much fun when we got to ride horses with our friends. Wasn't that amazing? Yeah, Dixie let you ride with her. That was so sweet. Why do you think she did that? And we can really talk about it. Um, so I love that. Love that. Oh, we're going to go visit a new church event today. Who do you think we could meet? What will we say to them? Oh, we can totally do that. And it's a lot of fun that way. But um, I uh, have friends who uh, rent um, a roller skating rink with their, their homeschool co-op once a month. And every month they go for an entire day, bring a picnic lunch and snacks and stuff and just go roller skating. Fun. Crazy, right? Yes. Um, and then there's ones that do academic drill teams. My mom ran a, um, a volleyball team uh, and they ended up going nationals. They were undefeated in our Christian school athletic conference the first year they were in operation. Wow. Um, and cause my mom's a really good teacher, not yeah, always the best go. player, awesome. but a really good teacher. Yeah. And, um, and it's still going strong. It's still going strong. And they go to homeschool nationals and place every year. Like, it's just so cool. The different opportunities. My husband, he had to pick between a uh, little league. Um, eventually once he was uh, getting up there and I can't remember, it's like major minors or my min minor majors, whatever baseball. I don't know. Um, and, and basketball because both were such a pull to him. And then both of us were really involved in uh, music in our churches. Um, I was in a band for a while. Um, you know, just all those nerdy pursuits that we all have. Um, big party thrower. I love throwing a party. Um, so yeah, 
you find your social group, you find what sits, suits you and fits you. And just like you would anytime. But honestly, I feel like with homeschooling, you have more time to fit it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yes, it sounds like a lot of different types of options. So oh, yeah. Being, being that you work in the school, I do. Right? Irony. Yes. Yeah, yes, it is irony. Talk to us about that irony. What is the Yeah, absolutely. Happily. Um, so there's a lot of differences. Um, I think that um everywhere I go, moms wonder if they're doing the best for their child. Everywhere I go. Every mom has that question. Every parent wonders if is there more I could do? Is there a better option for my child? And I, I think that happens in both. Um I do think that um, the one of the nice things about uh, being in the homeschool world is I have such a great connection to my children's education. I know exactly what they're working on. That's so awesome. So I I don't have to ask them, hey, what did you do in school today? Because I can look at the board and go, hey, Vikings, talk to me about Vikings. You know, I don't have to wonder if they're going to bring their their homework home so I can ask them about it. It's just there. And when I get home, there's a chunk of school that we do, but once we're done, we're just done. It's not homework for five hours, which is great. Another benefit of doing homeschooling year round. But then um, at the public school, you know, I see um, the, we have an amazing, amazing special education team in my district. Like it's, it's insane. I've worked in six different districts. This is by far like I'm torn between if it's top one or top two. And I think it's, I think it's only top two right now, just because it's only been together for as long as it has been. We need some more time to gel. Um, But it's a really, really good, good group of people. And there's just so much accommodating. There's so much really digging in and supporting the students in beautiful ways. And I love that about a public school and and how they do that. But yeah, it's irony. Um, The other day, a teacher, we were at an in-service and she was talking about a family member who was homeschooling. She's like, oh my goodness, they homeschool. And I was like, oh, I was homeschooled. What are they doing? And she was like, oh, I did not know that about you. You you're pretty like social <laughs> homeschooling. And I was like, well, thank you. I was awkward before I homeschooled. <laughs> so like, yeah, um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. But I think people are becoming more and more open and realizing that, you know, public school teachers are not the bad guy. Public school parents are not the bad guy. Homeschool parents are not the bad guy. Um we do need sometimes different options. Not every, not every mom has the luxury of staying home and, and teaching her kids, obviously. Um, Sometimes there's, there's different situations and we all do what we need to do with our family. I do, however, really support parents being highly involved in their local school because a local school district, when it's, when it's got great teachers, it is a powerful thing and it does not need anybody with a suit messing it up. So, (laughs) yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you seen any children in public school enter from homes being homeschooled and enter into school or vice versa? Have they been? Oh, yeah. Okay, talk to us about that. I think I think and tell me what you think. I think we're going to be seeing more and more yes. of that. Yep. I would agree. I think you're I think you've got your finger on the pulse there because honestly, there's everybody's searching for something different. I mean, think about it. We got what the great resignation going on. This is like the children version of that. 
You know, we have families that are looking for something different. Um, I also think that um, I'm a bit crunchy. So just hearing what I've heard from the crunchy community, the natural medicine, mindful community, I think that there are going to be some people who don't feel comfortable saying that they have a religious exemption to um, certain um, vaccines being added to the schedule. But if those vaccines are added to the schedule, they, they might not want to send their kids to school. Um, and so we might have some more pullout because of that. That that is a possibility, from what I can tell, just right. watching on both ends. Um, I'd have to say transitioning is not as hard as people would think. Uh, back and forth. Um, I think you have to weed out. There, there's outliers. So one one of the things that can give homeschoolers a bad name in public schools is. And, I, and I've had these sad stories. I, I don't know what the rating is uh, for, for your, your podcast, so I'll, I'll be very gentle. But um, I've, had, I've had students taken home from public school to homeschool, but it wasn't a homeschool. It was so that their parents could use them in ways that no child should ever be used uh, for compensation. I've, I've seen that more times than I, I wish I could really, count. You've seen that. Uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've worked in some really rough places. Yeah. Um, so I've seen that, um, and that that's never been fun when it's uncovered. It's especially tragic when you see the evidence of it and it's reported and still nothing is done. So that, that gives public school teachers a bad taste in their mouth for homeschooling. So, so if a homeschool parent is sitting there thinking, oh man, public schoolers, they just don't like us. And I, sometimes that's why it's because they know a baby where that's what happened to them or they know a baby where the parents said they were homeschooling they did absolutely nothing with them um and then you know in return you know i'd I'd hope that there was a greater understanding the other way around because sometimes families need to change based on what they need Mm -hmm. and in my experience um the families who truly homeschool like really truly homeschool they don't usually send their kids back to back to public school Mm -hmm. but when they do they, they usually do pretty well. Um, I had a good friend. Uh, she wanted to go to school. She begged and begged and begged her mom. She got to junior year um, and she had been homeschooled the entire time. Her mom was like, fine, fine, just go. Within about three months, she was like, can I come back to homeschooling? I had so wow. much more social life before. Wow. This is really cramping my style. And that was literally what it was. She did not love the demand on her time because suddenly she was doing so much homework that she wasn't able to hang out with friends. Yes. And I was like, of course, um, of course. Um, but then I've seen public school go homeschool and it's, there's a transition period. Um, look up de-schooling. If you are thinking about moving to homeschooling, look up de-schooling. Cause I think, I think if there's a point to this, having a mental break with me and my husband, we started from scratch homeschooling and we had had that experience already. You're going to spend a lot of your time feeling like you have to, have to be somebody spectacular in order to homeschool. Um, But you got to give yourself grace. You got to give yourself some time and you got to realize that you don't have to fill seven and a half hours a day. Or actually, if we're being honest, I think our school district does six or 6.25 hours of actual instructional time uh, a day. You don't have to fill that. I'd say the average homeschooler I meet is four hours, Mm -hmm. four hours. Um, So um, but yeah, I think, I think the transition requires time, but it can be done. And I think it can go both ways well, but I, I have to admit that most of the time when I see somebody homeschooling well, they don't usually go back. Right. 
So, so far we've talked about the benefits, there's some variations, mm -hmm. including cooperatives. We talked yeah. about that mom factor that can impact the, the child's perception of their mom as yeah. their now teacher. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would either advise or share with our listeners that we have not covered? Mm, about homeschooling? I'd say find a community. Um, even if you want to do secular homeschooling, go ahead and get connected to your uh, state organization because usually the state organization is religious-based, but just connect with them because they'll keep you updated on what's going on in your state. Um, like big issues, like they might change the rules all of a sudden. You'd want to know that to make sure you're being legal. Um, because every single state is different. I'd recommend you uh, connecting with HSLDA, so the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Uh, they have information on every single state, and their website is so smooth. It is so easy to use because you type in your state, and it tells you exactly what has to be done in your state to be legal. And if you are following the rules and somebody comes to you and says, oh my goodness, what are you doing homeschooling? And they get like your district superintendent involved or something like that. The HSLDA will defend you for free. Great. Which is so, great. Yes, yeah. really good to um, So they're a wonderful resource, but get, get in touch with your state people. Even if you want to do secular homeschooling, there's great Facebook groups. There's so much free curriculum out there. Um, I just heard about a new one. A family was just pulled actually um, from the school that I work in and they're homeschooling all of their kids now. And I was like, whoo, that's going to be a lot of curriculum. And right. my mom was like, well, we're going to use easy peasy and it's free. And I was like, fantastic. What is that? I need to look it up right now. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Thanks, but, thank you for that advice. Yeah. Great stuff. Where can people find you and for exactly what can they find you for? <laughs> oh, good question. I love this one, especially because I could talk about it forever, but I won't. <clears throat> so um, you can find me at www.illuminatecommunicate.com. So illuminate, like bringing light, communicate as in that thing that connects us and brings us relationships together, illuminatecommunicate.com. And you can find me there. I'm a speech language pathologist. I teach children that have a lot of frustration and anxiety about communication, especially late talkers, uh, how to talk with confidence. And then I also work in the homeschool community, helping homeschool students uh, fix their sounds. I love doing that. I offer classes and courses and uh, private uh, speech therapy in the state of Indiana, soon to spread in 2023. Um, and it's great. It's great. Parent support group that's free, podcast that's free, lots of uh, freebies. My favorite free download to suggest, and I'll end with this, is the Homeschool Parents Guide to Speech Therapy 50 State Starter Kit. Because with that, you can get all the contact information for if you need to go through your state agency, if you want to go through your local district, um, if you want to DIY, or if you want to connect to somebody who's homeschool friendly in your state. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your experiences and your knowledge with us. We really appreciate your time. And for those of you who are listening, thank you for spending your time with us. Be sure to leave some comments, like, share, and subscribe. Talk to you soon.
Thank you for listening to the Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast, where school leaders, educators, and parents meet on behalf of children who struggle with learning. To bring workshops to your school or organization, contact Child Behavior Consulting and get started with resources available at childbehaviorconsulting.com, Amazon, and teacherspayteachers.com for ready-to-use resources and children's books. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to review, subscribe, share, and give us a shout-out on social media.